So I'm not going back and forth with a man who thinks that they should be in my position. If you want to be in my position, get in my position. Do you believe that? Bluff City Media presents The Anthony Sane Show on YouTube at Bluff City Media. Stepping up to the microphone is your host, Anthony Sane. Acknowledge me. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Anthony Sane Show, live here from the Bluff City Media Studios. Kenny Stubblefield behind the glass. What's going on, my brother? You threw me off, man. You came in a little bit later than you normally yeah, do. Man, I had you, got a, you got a beat. You got yeah, a beat. My, you I, I, I do have a little groove. I be jumping in. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of like, wait, what, what's going yeah, on? I had man? a little reflux situation going oh, on. Oh, I feel man. you, bro. My bad. I, I typically, my routine lately has been to drink an uh, 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 energy drink before the show. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I got totally off of it. I used to drink them a lot, man. Yeah. Uh, when I was doing radio at like six in the morning. You had to. I was smacking them joints every yeah, day. Yeah. Now I got away from them, man, but uh, I've been kind of back on it now. But they give me like bad reflux whenever I drink them joints. What do you, what's your energy drink of choice? Uh, I'm just old school Red Bull. Red Bull, man. Yeah, Red Bull, dude. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm about to leave that stuff alone, bro. I got to find alternate methods. Because like if we do, we're recording kind of late today, right? So typically, if I'm recording later, I need that little boost to get me through because this yeah. is like unwind down time for me. Yeah, during the day, um, and stuff at work is kind of cranking up. So <clears throat> you normally need that boost, man. But um, yeah, that's where the pause came from. My bad. Yep. Avoiding uh, choking. Yeah. Trying to <laughs> let, let the reflux pass. Yep. Uh, wild uh, weekend for myself. I'll get into that before I talk about these these uh, <laughs> stuff that's going on. Over there with the University of Memphis uh, basketball team. Uh, busy weekend for me, man. Uh, my son Gabe started basketball uh, last Saturday. Had a game on tonight, Tuesday as well. Um, Beast. But I, but I spent a, a busy weekend. Um, I went to my free, good friend Jason Smith. Went to his game, his son's game uh, last weekend. Started the day off at CJ's game at 10. And then... Um, they, CJ's team was in a tournament, right? Like just some type of city championship for whatever league they're in. And CJ's game was a 10. And in the second game, it was kids from Gabe's school playing on the combined team that's like the future CBHS kids. It's like the Purple Wave. <laughs> but it's basically the two schools that feed in the CBHS. The feeder system. Right. This is so weird, man. When, when you're in private school, it's like – it's, it's, it's a it's – Like a, schools kind of show their hand like, yeah, man. Yeah. Like we're going to get the best kids from – from uh, wherever from St. Louis and the best kids from <laughs> yeah. St. Dominic and just put them on a team together so we can have this. Basically, we can have little 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 uh, CBHS out there growing, letting them play together as kids. <laughs> like, all right, man, I'm out. <laughs> Ain't what friends Smith say when, when when the grown people with money in the room talking, just you know, stay your broke ass out of the conversation. So that's kind of where I'm at. So Gabe don't play for that team. He plays for like probably the third team at his school, right? But the um, this team is this combination team. Of St. Louis and uh, and St. Dominic, they played in the second game. So I stayed for CJ's game. I watched the second game. They had uh, Gabe's other classmates in it that are you know a little better than Gabe or whatever. They lost, and so the championship game is tonight between uh, New Hope, which is CJ's team, and Briarcrest, which is like you know Duke basketball when it comes down. <laughs> like the team, everybody hates Briarcrest, right? So <laughs> in, in everything, because you know? I remember my daughter played for White Station in volleyball. We'll play Briar Chris. Oh, man, screw yeah. Briar Chris. Rich-ass, goddamn, professional-ass <laughs> damn stadium they playing football in. Basketball arenas off the chain. Indoor courts. Yeah, man. And exactly. I'm out Indoor there watching stadium. them play basketball, play volleyball. They got, like, three six-foot-five-ass girls. I mean, what the hell, y'all? And one of the girls is like, um, yeah. <laughs> one of the girls, her dad used to play for U of M. 
Like, like what the hell, man? Like one of those seven foot dudes used to play. Yeah. Like that's like an uncle or some shit. I'm like, man, what the hell? So Brian Craze is always good at everything, right? Hey, you want to hear something crazy? Mm -hmm, go ahead. That was my cousin. Who? That girl you're talking about. For real? Yep. Like was was Ben Spiva her uncle or some shit like that? Yeah. You related to Ben Spiva? Through marriage. You a big country country <laughs> white boy too. You probably is one of the Spivas. So my <laughs> first cousin, Dana, is married to Jeff Spiza, Spiva, Ben Spiva's brother. Mm -hmm. That's their daughter. But that girl was cold, bro. She was cold as hell. Bro, check this out. Yeah. Sabrina played volleyball from yeah. sixth grade to twelfth grade, right? Yeah. Sabrina probably lost to that girl 30 yeah. times. Yeah, bro. dude, she was nasty. Bro, Sabrina, I'm like, Sabrina, I'm so sick of you losing to this damn tall-ass girl. I met, I, I knew her when she was a baby. Like, that's my little cousin. That's my Man, little that second girl cousin, was bro. a monster, bro. Yeah, she's nasty. So, <laughs> in, in, in six years, Sabrina probably lost to that girl 30-plus times, bro. <laughs> Briar Crest was so good. She was like Nick Van Exel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cincinnati. And yeah. <laughs> bro, Sabrina never, Sabrina never, and Sabrina always played on good teams, bro. Like, she was at yep. Colonial Middle School. Yep. They played against that girl, got their ass beat. <laughs> she, Sabrina went to uh, like club level, club teams, right? Yep. All of them. That yep. girl, that girl that was on the other team, beating her ass. Yep. Like, like they never, Sabrina never beat a team that had that girl. And do you want to hear something crazy about it? Mm -hmm. Her name was Madison Spiva. Yeah, that's her name. Yep. Do you want to know what? Do you know what? She went and played CBU ball. She didn't even play D1 volleyball. For real? That's how cold these girls oh, are. Oh, yeah. Those girls be cold. Because that girl was cold, bro. She was cold. No, I she said, was man, she's been losing to this girl for six years. Yeah. She played CBU, which is great. I mean, CBU has a good team. I think she just didn't want to leave Memphis, bro. That girl was cold. Man, I don't know. Uh, you might be right. Shit. Anyway. But, yeah, that's that's my weekend, man. Gabe, started, Gabe won his game. They won the game of the night. They lost tonight, though. I got a question for you. Yeah, what's up? We're, both of us are kind of you've been you've been parenting Gabe in sports longer than I have my daughter in mm -hmm. sports. She just started playing volleyball last and two, Sabrina like, too two years and Sabrina right uh, right, yeah. right 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 Sabrina too. Um, but my daughter just started playing volleyball. We had a, a tournament this weekend, so my weekend was spent in the gym as well. Mm -hmm. um, on top of breaking stories, um, <laughs> right? <I did laughs> trying to tear my boy Penny down. Trying to. You know, get my get paid, man. Um, when am I get my NCAA check? It's man? coming, bro. Damn. It's coming. I got you, man. I'm at the like like semi need, defending y'all and shit. But I need you to defend me more. On right, I bro. need you got to make your pay, man. Like, to get my uh, to get my part of the NCAA yes, check. Yes. <laughs> you, you've been you've been kind of kind of wishy washy in your defense of me, man. Hey, bro. Um, hey. No, but um, so I was in the gym all weekend with her at mm -hmm. a tournament at the MSEC. Um, that really dope stadium or dope uh, event center over by the Liberty Bowl. Mm -hmm. Really great, great place. My daughter had a rough Saturday. It was a bad. The whole team had a rough Saturday. There was a moment in the game where she got pulled from the game because she was having a rough time, and she started crying mm -hmm. on the sidelines. How do you handle that? Um, it's hard, man. Um, Sabrina used to get mad. Yeah. And Gabe the same way. Both of them get mad or whatever. Um, it's tough, man, because volleyball is one of those games where – you, it's one of those games where you have to be mentally locked in, cause like, if you if you don't if you let a couple bad plays go wrong, oh my god, then y'all get to argue, you lost. Your team's gonna lose, it's like, because it, it, it gets it gets away from you real quick if you're not mentally on top of the game. So, um, Sabrina, like her senior year, she didn't give a shit. Like she was like, all right, man, give me away from this. Like I'm I'm kind of out on this. And they had won at White Station. They won the district championship like every year. You know what I mean? So she was always used to winning until they got Briar Chris. <laughs> Briar right. Chris would beat the shit out of them. Right. Like those private schools, the public schools cannot touch those teams at all. 
Because you got Ben Spivers' niece out there, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so uh, my second cousin, the entire month's uh, daughter out there, Justin Wimmer's, uh, right? <laughs> Who else? <laughs> Who try to think of big ass white boys? I don't know, but yeah, yeah, man. So, um, but yeah, like it's it's tough though. You just kind of let them. You gotta let them get through it, right? Yeah, you gotta let, let them get through it. And I've seen Gabe like get hurt. Out there, yeah, and I've had to tell them just you got to suck it up and keep going, son. You yeah. can't, you can't stop to cry. You know what I mean? So you just have to push through it. I'm impressed with her though, man. She went off the court, got her cry on for a second, and, and immediately got, got back in the game yeah. and was cold the rest of the time. Yeah. And I was like, I told her afterwards, I was like, you know, I wasn't coming over there to console you. Like you didn't need me to console you. Right. I'm proud of you that you fought back, that you didn't mm -hmm. let yourself go. Right. Mm -hmm. So anyway, man, it's tough. Like. I'm a competitive dude. You're a competitive dude. We play mm -hmm. sports all growing up. It's tough to. I just want him to have fun, like, and just get better. It's tough to watch your kids kind of go through the ringer yeah. that we did. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You want to get in there and protect them, but at the same time, it's like, man, you yeah, got to yeah, you got to let them do it. And then Gabe's a, a heavier boy, so I see him like laboring just to get up get up and down the court sometimes. But he's gotten a lot better at that. Bro, when puberty hits, he's gonna be fine. Oh, yeah, Gabe's gonna be. He's gonna be a monster. Yeah, he's gonna be a, a beast for sure. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, speaking of puberty hitting, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I'm from. I don't know. Mix, so that's a good segue. Um, dude, when you when you hit puberty, can you, you stuff starts getting awkward, right? Yes, you know it does. I mean? You start. Uh, no, I can't say that because that'll show that I know more than what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> be quiet. Alleged. <laughs> Allegedly. Right. Exactly. So let me be, be quiet on that. But um, <laughs> yeah, forget that transition. But over at the University of Memphis, right? Mm. Some some guys that are well past puberty. I'll say that um, some grown ass men, uh, well, one grown ass man, well, one of the growner men uh, over there, Malcolm Dandridge, uh, is and has an alleged uh, scandal on his hands, man. Something about academics, we, the details have not been ironed out. What he was doing, uh, I don't know, but it's it's. I made this joke on Twitter, man, where I said I showed a clip of some Monday Night Raw wrestling WWE stuff, right? And it's like all this wild stuff was going on, and then like Stone Cold's music hits, and Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out. He's hitting people with chairs, and he throws somebody on top of somebody and makes them win. It's like just when you thought the University of Memphis season was as crazy as it's gonna get, like another level of drama hits with this whole thing with uh, Malcolm. And I'll say this, man. I hate to I hate for it to come off like I'm throwing Malcolm under the bus. But you gotta I, I hate to say I told you so. I hate to say I'm right. But and I know Malcolm's your man. I know Malcolm's your guy, Kenneth. So I'm not trying to put you out there. But right. I I'll I'll just just kind of say this and I'll get up off of it. When and I and I said this a few weeks ago too. And if you're paying attention to the bench and the way things are going. We've been talking about who's the problem. What's the problem, right? After a win like you got against FAU, your problem might have been sitting on the bench. Kenny. I'm, I, I'm just throwing that out there. Like, I, I present that to the people. Could Malcolm Dandridge been more of an issue this season than we thought he was? And we talked about Naquan Tomlin, right? Mm. Oh, man, ever since he's gotten there, oh, they just ain't the same. That dude was looking like a damn pro. God, he looked – tell me he that did dude not. Looked, that dude like Kelly Wise, Gosh. 2024. That dude was incredible. I mean, folks were making the the comparison between like the energy levels and the facial expressions of DeAndre, of DeAndre. Williams. And but, why we gotta do that, man? Like, 
That because because oh, hold on, bro. I, I I could very well if Naquan Thomas said, "Man, I don't even know who y'all are talking about." Would I be mad at him for that? No, not at all. Like, uh, why do we do? Why do we like comp dudes to dudes? They're like, like dude, the dudes like I don't. No, man, I've been like this all my life, man. Like, I'm not trying to be no damn DeAndre Williams. But anyway, so that dude, that dude is good, man. Like, he's very good. And if I'm just gonna play detective, I think that when Dangerous got here. I think he felt like he was better than Jordan Brown. And I think that caused some issues with, with those two dudes, especially when he got there and he was better than Jordan Brown. I think Malcolm didn't want Jordan Brown to come back. I think Malcolm felt the way when Tomlin came. He was another guy who was heralded to be better than him. And I think that Malcolm wanted no part of transitioning him and letting him be the dude when he was coming in. I think Malcolm wanted his spot. And I'm, I'm like I said, I get that. That's, that's human nature. That's the nature of man. So I get that part too, but um, then you just kind of hear shit about Malcolm, right? Like, well, Malcolm does this, or he says this, or this happens, and 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 you start hearing Penny talk about, well, I want to do this, but I got certain guys I just can't play together, and I don't know. Like, uh, it's 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 sad because Malcolm's having the best season of his career, right? And you're hearing things about this whole academic thing that. You know, that y'all went out here hating on Penny, you and your boys, <laughs> you and your two interns. <laughs> interns. You mean beat writer and uh, <laughs> basketball analyst. Hey, man, y'all finna stop hating on them boys, too. Because my thing is, like I say, I'm not I'm not uh, 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 Billy, Mc, Billy McBeat writer or, or, right. or uh, uh, Nicholas K. Uh, newsbreaker. I'm, neither, I'm none of those dudes, bro. Like, at one time in life, I could go there, right? You know, I, I could... I would I would break stuff on Twitter or I would, you know, speak with intelligence about stuff I heard on Twitter or on the radio, or whatever I or whatever I was doing. But those I don't I don't care for that stuff, right? And, and like stuff <laughs> like this is why. Like I don't. No, cause, I agree. Because like, and I'll say this to anybody, man. Who anybody who might be listening, anybody who I I had to have a impromptu meeting with a silent media group this weekend because of this whole University of Memphis situation, and we mm. talked about building relationships with people. Having information and what do you do for the information? Because once you once you get into that break breaking news, being that dude, people are gonna hold you to being it, right? Yep. And it's impossible to be relational and to be that beat writer guy. I mean that newsbreaker dude at the same time because you're gonna have to compromise one or the other because stuff is mm. bad. Stuff is gonna happen to people that you've made that you that you became friends with, right? It's a very tough situation to be in. And I I look at Penny Hardaway with a this is my childhood idol. Eyes. That's the eyes I have for Penny Hardaway, right? Me too. And which is why I'm not gonna be in the news breaking world because if I hear something about Penny is bad, I'm gonna sit on that shit. <laughs> and, and, and me being like, like, I'm just being, you just be upfront and honest, man. Right. I'm not talking about this. And this yeah, stuff yeah. is out. I've yeah. known about it for a while. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and I've heard it through a couple ways. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and, and I'm not, but I'm not the guy who's gonna be like, oh man, I want to see Penny fail. But for the people who are in that lane. Dudes doing what they got to do to stay in their lane, you know what I mean? And um, I don't, I don't know Hitman. I don't know what he looks like. Uh, he's just a white dude who ain't never seen his face. But I hear his voice on Spaces or whatever, and I saw him on y'all show the other day. Yeah, Roman's like a sophomore in University of Memphis, and they just out here doing their thing, man. But like y'all, y'all need to stop acting like it's it's so it is weak as hell, bro, and complete bullshit. To try to pull the uh to try to look boy these dudes like well, you know, and Jeff Jeff 
Caucus is one of my like dudes I look up to, right? Hundred percent. We don't have a mentor relationship, but I silent mentor Jeff Caucus. Like I, the way Jeff moved, the way the way Jeff, the the, the Jeff Caucus, the orator, all those type of things. I I pull certain things from Jeff Caucus. Like this show is like a fake ass sports clips, not sports clips, but whatever sports files that Jeff Caucus had. Like it's it kind of works like that show worked, right? Right. And when Jeff was on here, I asked him. I said, Jeff, do you see sports files after uh, after the show? He was like, he we laughed about it, but like, I I don't like what Jeff did the other day in regards to you to y'all, right? He was like, that we have a a higher standard of uh of fact checking or whatever. Like like Jeff, how you know how many sources there? How how you know who their sources was, bro? And how you know that the guys at Daily Memphis or Commercial Appeal had anything? Like you don't know. Like and if they didn't put it out, bad for them, man. Like you know that's that, that's their fault. You know what I mean? Like don't. Don't sit on these dudes because, man, the, the times have just changed. Like, people are able to gather information. And like I said on Twitter, me personally, I'm not in that lane, so I can hear stuff about Penny. <laughs> I've heard some wild-ass shit about Penny Hardaway in this team, bro. Some of it I think is bullshit. Some of it I know is real. Some of it whatever. But that's not my lane, bro. Right. I just wait for that shit to come out, <laughs> and I'll talk about it whenever. You're like uh, John Barton said it on his show the other day. Him and Jason talked about it, and they said, John was like, I used to be in that lane, too. And he said, John, I, I've give removed, a shit. he's like, I've removed myself from that. Yeah, he, goes, I could, he, goes, I I could, he goes, I could roll over in bed and have a story right now. Yeah. Like, you're kind of in that same lane yeah. where it's just like, I just choose not to be. People right? come to me with shit that I don't want to know often, bro. Yeah. When this stuff happened with John and the the Holloway kid, right? I knew the very next morning after this shit happened that it happened. Yeah. And I sat on this shit for a year. Yeah. <laughs> until it came out, bro. It doesn't benefit me any to do that. Like, but for for... Uh, for you guys, like I said, that's what y'all want to do. I don't feel no way about this shit because, like I said on Twitter, man, this shit happened, bro. So it's whether y'all broke it or not. It's coming out. It's coming out, man. Yep. And, and when you talk about stuff like that, stuff where the NCAA is going to have to get involved and investigation all that type of stuff, it's going to come out regardless, man. Like, y'all didn't go do this shit. All y'all did was say, hey, it's, it's, it's happening. You know what I mean? And here's here's my fear and here's my hope with the whole thing. I hope that Penny sees the bigger picture in all this. And if there are other players involved or could be involved, just go ahead and take your lumps, man. Sit all them dudes now. Because I would hate to be in a situation where NCAA comes back and it says, well, there were other people involved in this. And now y'all, you should have known. And now it's a bigger scandal than than just dealing with it now. Because there, there are some people saying there are other people there are reports coming from all over the place. There are certain screenshots of like, shit, that shit sound fire. Like, what, what did it happen? <laughs> oh, it happened here. Oh, okay, shit. <laughs> like, that shit sound wild. Might I say something real quick about <laughs> Go ahead. that? Mm -hmm. There's a dude that has been posting a screenshot everywhere mm -hmm. with details. That shit sound wild as hell. <laughs> he is, I want to say, unequivocally, he is not affiliated with Bluff City Media. Okay. Unequivocally. <laughs> I know that, but cool. Not a lot of, a lot of folks don't know that. Yeah. And there's a lot of assumptions that he is yeah. affiliated with us. Well, man, I'm affiliated, so you I need affiliated. my goddamn check. You got and NCAA paying y'all, man. I'll write you, man. I'll to write take you. Penny down, I need my check, bro. I got you. I'm guilty about association fooling John, man. And, hey, listen, we were joking about this in the Discord yeah. the other day, and TJ had to come in and say this is all sarcasm. Mm. I'm going to say that now. This is all sarcasm, man. We're playing, man. man. We're playing around. Why y'all think, think NCAA give a damn about Penny Hardaway and the Tigers? <laughs> like... Why? Like, what? what is – I've never understood that, bro. Like, we've had some bad breaks. 
And I think I think we get bad breaks because nobody gives a damn more so than it's like a concerted effort of consciously trying to take down Memphis. I don't really think nobody gives a shit about us. Mm. Um, I think it's an easy narrative to put out there that the NCAA has a has a vendetta against the no, Tigers. There are certain things about Penn that I think the NCAA is pissed. That has, I agree. It has pissed the NCAA. Can off. I tell you the one thing I think it is? It's the fact that he got the job over Tubby Smith. And he kind of has a different type of swag. About he, a, a different type of swag, but... And he goes about a, stuff in a way that's, you know... There's an old guard. Different. Yeah, right? exactly. There's an old guard in the NCAA, and Tubby Smith is directly involved in that. He's 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 made he's infiltrated that. And so right. I think that, that the way that... The fact that Tubby got fired yeah. and Penny got the job, right. he bucked the trend of... Being an assistant coach for a long time, being a you know a lifer in the NCAA college basketball world, mm-hmm. he he came in and represented a section of people that the NCAA right. doesn't want to affiliate with. Right, and so I think that could be a part of it. But I do think that that it's an easy it's an easy it's thing to say. To say something, something it's an easy thing to say that the NCAA hates Penny Hardaway and Memphis yeah. Tigers, and they're out to get yeah. the the Tigers. I would say that the majority of the things that have happened um, are legit and they need to be they they have had to be yeah. dealt with and so it is what it is well i'll say this man um for all the, cons- the ncaa conspirators out there who think there's a vendetta out against us um get your get your timestamp button ready can season's pretty fucked up anyway before it is happened bro yep. so i don't really think did they did they do that too did they did yeah they lose to rice did they lose to rice did they uh you know yeah I don't know, man. Did like, they go I'm, from tenth in the country to yeah, we, tenth in the yeah. AAC in a matter of three weeks? I don't think the weeks. NCAA had anything to do with that. No, I don't think part. so either. Yeah, we got to stop the nonsense, man. And like I said, I'm not, I'm, I'm the, I'm, I wouldn't do what y'all did because it serves me no good at all to do that. But I'm not mad at y'all for doing that, man. Y'all did what you know. Y'all are in that lane, you know what I mean. So that's what that's what you have to do uh, for guys like uh, Hitman and uh, well, if, Roman. That's that's kind of how it works. If you want to be and those dudes are again, kids, man. They don't, they don't have the level of they don't they don't know Penny like we knew Penny like. That. But again, you know, and you know. say this on a constant basis, mm. you're not a media member. I'm not. You're a media pop star. I'm a I'm a content creator. You're a content creator pop slash, slash pop star. Yeah. So Local that's not celebrity. Your, that's not your lane. But no. in journalism, in real journalism, and this ain't real. You <laughs> in in journalism where you are, uh, you know. Um, Reporting on facts that happen. Mm-hmm. If you're a media company or, or someone who aspires to be in that lane, you've got to let your feelings go at the door. You have to, or or you can't be trusted. Like you you've got to be willing to report the good things and the bad things. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and unfortunately, you know, story came our way and we had to go with it. Mm-hmm. I didn't get any enjoyment out of it. And, and let me say this to y'all too, man. Like everybody's talking about this fake professionalism stuff and all this type of stuff and doing things a certain way. Yeah, man, I hear what you're saying. But these dudes who ain't from Memphis, if they had that story, they would have came with a little bit even more energy to this shit. Like, Come on, man. Stop it, bro. Like, Come on, man. Y'all, if if they if y'all had the info, y'all would have dropped this shit too, and Come it would it would been even harder. Because I know for a fact that there are certain people in the city that are look are looking for something to nail. Both the Grizzlies and the Tigers with, because they ain't from here. To make their way. 
to 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 get the up out of here. You know what I mean? So hundred percent. So don't get mad at these dudes, like I said, because if, if the shoe was on the other foot, them dudes who ain't got a drop of Memphis blood in them would have been on what came with a total different energy on this shit. Cause me and Kenny, me, me and you been talking about this, you know what I'm saying, for a while, man. You know what I mean? It's 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 a uh, it's a slippery slope, man. I stay out of them lanes, but because I my show is produced by Bluff City Media, I'm. You know, I'm associated with y'all, so uh, you know, and you my guy, so I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a ride with you or whatever. But like I said, I ain't when I saw that shit dropping, I woke up to this shit like, damn, these folks dropping this shit. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, it is what it is, man. But Penny, a grown ass man, bro. Yep. And everybody, he, everybody on that team is grown. He's a coach, of, coach of grown ass men. You know what I mean? Them folks, they doing what they doing, what they doing. I don't think Penny should get like blamed for this shit because, especially some of the stuff I'm hearing when it comes down to this stuff, but. It's just the way it worked, man. That's the way that the whole thing works. He's the coach, and any blame is going to come on him. But like I said, it's on the court. They got the big win against FAU, man. I've been saying this entire season. That team is more talented than anybody in that conference. When they turn up, they're unbeatable. I will say this, man. Mm -hmm. If it takes a level of drama to get what we got out of the Tigers on, on Sunday. What else they got? That right. team, that team can beat anybody. Yeah. That played on Sunday. Made me wonder what else y'all got going on over there. Like, you come on, put some more shit out. <laughs> I'll, t I'll tell you some stuff off. No, I'm just joking. I'm joking. I can't take nothing else, man. I can't take nothing else, man. <laughs> Don't tell me because I'm, I, I might break that bitch. Just say, <laughs> listen, <laughs> I might break that bitch. Like, uh, get us a natty. Like, who was a, who was a Roman Cleary? I'm going to break this, man. <laughs> who was a hit me in? I'm about to break this shit. No. <laughs> Couldn't care less about it, man. It does nothing. Nothing for me, man. But my man, Paris Sharkey. It's about to join us when we come back for the sit-down with saying Y'all know how we do it each and every Wednesday. My man, Paris Sharkey, you know we're going to have a good time with him. About to take a break. When we come back, it's going to be more for the Anthony Sane Show. See y'all in a minute. But, like, watching him develop into what he was and I, I mean forever will be etched in my mind the night that Dylan and Shannon Sharp and T got into it and Shannon was talking big in his in his cardigan until Steve-O walked over there and all of a sudden Shannon wasn't so big no more <laughs> it's the only time I've ever seen Steve and Adams pull his hair out of the bun right like he was gonna throw some hands and Shannon yeah. Sharp wanted none of that smoke he yeah. was ducking that, all that smoke <laughs> that and Tony Bradley him carrying a seven foot yes. Tony Bradley Just away from John Moran <laughs> I mean, yeah. love me some Steedham Adams for that. But, like, Drew, we've hit on second-round picks. So, if we keep these second-round picks, like, we've hit on those much better than we have on lottery. Not, you know, Trip and yeah. Ja notwithstanding. Right. But we took in picks for this year as well as next year. Also, two for last 24, night, one for 25. Tune in to the Two Buck Sports Show with Rusty Witten and Drew Gann every Friday at 3 p.m. only on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Yeah. Vince Williams is the closest thing we've seen to Tony Allen. 100% Tony Allen. Uh, we've, we've, I think that, that, that has been really thrown around very loosely in a kind of just joking manner for a lot of people. Uh, because, you know, everybody, for the love that we have for TA, such a, such a, uh, uh, big pack, big factor in this franchise. He, we throw that thing around, we throw that grand, the grindson thing around lightly because it's just kind of funny on Twitter, but he is the closest thing to Tony Allen that has been, 
so far in a Memphis uniform. And I, I yeah. think that's very, I mean, D'Anthony Melton might have been the other, but, but to your point, you, and that, that's what made me think about this is that the fearlessness that he plays with, that's what Tony Allen played with. He yeah. did not care who you were. He doesn't, he doesn't see a name on that. Tune in to The Daily Grind with Mark King and Luke Hatmaker at 1 p.m. every Monday through Friday live on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. When you get everybody healthy, when you get BC back, well, I mean, when you, when you get, get Steve like, like Think about the top eight when they're back healthy. Ooh. This is what's exciting about all this new stuff with Vince and Gigi. They're top eight when they get back healthy. Ja, Jaron, Dez, Steven, Marcus, Vince Williams Jr., Luke Kennard. Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark. Santi and then you could go Santi. You, yeah. That's David nine. David Roddy is 10. Yeah, see if David Roddy or Gigi is a 10th, like, damn. Yeah. Like, this team, as much as this is a loss season, because it is, you have seen some things come to fruition that you didn't expect come to fruition. Absolutely. And going into next year, I'm about as positive as I've ever been about what this team could accomplish. I really am. Tune in to On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. So welcome back to the Anthony Saints show. As always, each and every Wednesday, my man, he's the uh, beat writer for the Memphis Grizzlies for Bluff City Media. My man, Perry Shark is in the building. Perry, what's going on, my boy? What's good, my guy? Man, a lot of stuff going on. More so on the Tiger basketball side. I know that you could talk Tigers, too, so we'll talk about that. Uh, the Tigers got a big uh, big win against FAU. The, the, the matchup that was supposed to be bigger than what it was of the night. Uh, going into the season, it was supposed to be the Grizzlies versus... FAU, like I'm sorry, Tigers versus Tigers versus FAU, right? Like the, the top two teams in the conference, yeah. right? But yeah, they ain't really, they ain't really paying out that way, man. It reminds me, I'm gonna date myself again, uh, Paris. I like to do this with you because you're at least nine, ten, nine or ten years younger than me. Um, when me and Kenny were coming up, it was the Summer Olympics of 19. 19- 96, Six, right? Yeah. Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. They had something called uh, Reebok had this campaign for these two guys that were decathletes. Dan O'Brien and yes. Dave, some this other dude, right? Dave uh, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave Matthews band. Dave anyway, Matthews band. No, nah, but anyway, it was Dan and Dave, right? And Reebok had this campaign for these two dudes. There were the two American athletes that were number one and number two in the world. And everybody was talking about how these dudes, they just wanted to see the matchup between Dan and Dave in the Olympics. And Reebok had this Super viral campaign, right? Before there was a viral. They had this yeah. big campaign. Neither one of them dudes did anything in the Olympics. I want to say they didn't even qualify. Like, they didn't Dang. even get to the point where, like, they were even close to getting the medal, I don't think. Dang. But, yeah. So, yeah. this is That's what FAU versus Memphis has became. <laughs> Look up Dan and Dave. You you, you, you can catch up on it. Also, similar to the campaign that Nike did with LeBron and Kobe. That year, they, they could have oh, met the, the finals. Cookie, the cookies. And I want to say that neither <laughs> one of them made it to the, to the finals, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Because they were hyping up uh, LeBron nah, versus Kobe. I think uh, Kobe went and won it because they had another one come back later where Kobe was celebrating and LeBron was sitting there looking sad on but the I, couch. But the year they did that campaign, I don't think either one of them made the playoffs, though. Made the finals, made I mean. the finals. I don't know. But, yeah, yeah. just – yeah, Memphis versus FAU. That's what it turned into, right? So, uh, Memphis got the big win. 
Uh, the FAU team, like I said in the beginning of the season, they're not that good of a team to me. And I, we saw Memphis just pretty much just pretty much have control of the game for the entire yeah. game, you know what I mean, for the most part. And they got a big win. Um, despite a lot of the, the scandal, the bad news we heard about the possible possible academic in, uh, ineligibility thing with um, <clears throat> with Malcolm Dandridge and possibly other players that we, you know, um, that we found out about last week. When you see I'm, I'm, this is where I am. When I see that team that I saw the other day, even without Malcolm Dandridge, and we talked, we joked and talked about that in the first segment, the whole Malcolm Dandridge thing, uh, that team is still a very talented team, man. You're talking about a team that's probably the most talented team in the conference. Would it be – would anybody be shocked at this point if this Tiger team, with all the bullshit they've gone through this year – Still went out there and won four games and four nights and won the tournament. Like I, no. I'm not ruling that out at all. Like they're still the best team in the conference to me. Longest pending. Keep. God, I did peep something in the right. FAU game. I looked in the minutes. Yeah. Everybody who started played about 35. <laughs> plus yeah, minutes. exactly. <laughs> like it's real simple, man. Like it's real simple, man. Just like play the dudes you know can hoop, man. Play the play hoopers out there. Like play the yeah, man. The best players, right? All right, explain this to me, Kenny. All right, now I'm gonna go back in time, right? Memphis FAU last year in the NCAA tournament, right? Right. That play where they didn't call the timeout, right? <laughs> Did you say and there was anyway, go ahead. Right. Okay. Yes. The ball was in Jaden Hardaway's hand when it happened, yes. right? Yeah. Alex Lomax looked at the Cut looked at, at Kendrick Davis and Alex Lomax looked at the ref and Cut said timeout. Time right. But the ball was in Jaden Hardaway's hand, right? Yes. Yeah. And John L. Davis had one pinky finger on the ball. And he came in and he, you know, got let let the ball get tied up, right? I mean, he not. I don't even think you would necessarily. College basketball tie-ups are weird. They, if you get one pinky on the ball, they'll call it a tie-up. But this is what I'm saying. Like, my trust level is at the end of the game with Jaden Hardaway having the ball in his hand is at zero. And there are fans telling me I was wrong for like, because Penny subbed Jaden. He subbed Jaden in for the kid who looks like a, a, a <laughs> eternal middle schooler. Uh, Nick Jordan. Nick Jordan looks like he, Nick Jordan looks like he's had the same face all his life. Like his face just won't change. <laughs> he, do, he does. He, you know how some dudes Dang. have a baby face, right? Yeah. He's got like an eternal kid face. Like he's gonna, he's gonna look like a kid all his life. And the interesting thing about it is he's smiling all the time. All the time. And he so, literally looks like a huge kid. Like yeah, for real. Yeah, no, he does. No, you're thousands. What's, what's right the kid's now? name who he played for uh, Oklahoma City at one time? I want to say he plays for the Spurs now. He's got like an eternal six-year-old face. You know what I'm talking about? He's a uh, little light-skinned dude. His name is uh, Roby or something like that. Oh, Josh, Ro Josh, Josh Roby? Uh, Josh Roby. Like the, uh, man, what is that dude's name? Isaac. Mm. Let me see. He has a, he has a permanent five-year-old face. <laughs> Nick Jordan is in the same ilk for sure. But anyway, man. Isaiah so Roby. They Isaiah took, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Pull him up on your phone. Yeah, let me see. that might look like a real baby. Yeah, it might have, yeah, he literally looks like a baby in the face. For that, but yeah. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, so like they took they took Jordan out and they brought Jaden Hardaway in. I'm like, what the hell is Penny doing? Like, why is he putting him in? And people are like, oh, it's a uh, uh, Jordan can't guard the battle. Okay, so Jaden can. Like, I what, gotta, are we, I actually what are we got, talking about? I actually got a really funny story about uh, that situation. I can tell you off air. Okay, well, cool. I'm like, man, just keep baby faces out there, man. Because Jordan had a good game, right? He was like rebounding, playing defense. Right. I'm like, why are you taking that dude out? Anyway, uh, it's like, dude, dude yeah. I, I saw the I saw the game last year when like the ball went in Jaden's hand and it's up on what to do. Did we, you know, that type of stuff? So, but yeah, uh, big win for the Tigers. Like I said, I believe they can still win the tournament, which is the most Penny Hardaway coach team 
coach team yeah. thing that, that could possibly happen is to win the tournament or whatever and make it to the NCAA tournament. Then mess around and beat a couple teams. Like, it's like this team needs drama. Yeah, man. Right? It's like they – it's just yeah. a very toxic relationship. Even the end game. All around. Like, think about the end of the game. You should have had it one. Then yeah. They, all of a sudden, FAU has to ball down by three. Exactly. It's just <laughs> – man, it's just crazy right. stuff just has to happen uh, with this team, man. And as far as the – the controversy, the stuff that we found out about last weekend. Uh, what are your overall thoughts on that whole thing? Is it like, do you think? Because I'm, I'm my, my line of thinking is, I'm sure Penny will be blamed for this, but can you really blame Penny Hardaway for this goofball level stuff that they're accused of doing over there? I'm about to say yeah, and no. Well, we still say, don't know what they're accused of, right? But like, I'm saying we know that we know that Malco has something going on, like right. academically. Well, at least the investigation is right. centered towards him, right? Right. So why? I would say how we blame Penny for this. I say he shouldn't be blamed, but I've seen situations in the past where the coach keeps Man, he gonna where get they it. say the coach should know mm -hmm. basically. And cause I think yeah. it, did that happen with Rick Pitino and Louis, the whole Louisville thing where it yeah. was his assistance and they were like, You should have known. You, and then he's 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 the program is on probation anyway, right? Ken? Yes, Kenneth, it is. Kenny says you're uh snitch number one on this situation. <laughs> 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 we don't have to do an investigation, do we? Job. Kenny over there, man, put me in a bad position. I man. did, man. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. I'm not offending you, damn white boys, man. Anthony, Anthony got out there and was like, man, I ain't defending your ass. <laughs> man, shit. I'm trying to throw one cent on the bus, but I'm not defending you. I always said a derogatory word for white boys. No, I'm not I'm not defending y'all at all. None of y'all. I don't even know what hitman look like. Yeah, man. I'm like defending that dude for. Yeah. My boy Roman, I defend we'll Roman. Defend Roman. Y'all got Roman we'll, caught up in this shit. We'll go to we'll go to the mattresses for Roman, man. That's my guy. <laughs> Roman, Roman, lads, be going out too, man. Oh, this is this is probably the last straw for Penny. I ain't gonna lie. Get his ass the hell up out of here. Hold on, bro. Hold on, Roman, go easy, bro. Hey, like, bro, you remember one said like, oh, you remember Penny about some shoes? You know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, man, so no doubt about Penny like that, yeah, uh, bro. You weren't alive when uh, he was in high school, like yeah, we yeah. were, man. I remember Penny with the bullet in his foot. Yeah, when you hear about Penny getting shot in the streets. Yeah, yeah, like, I remember when Penny didn't get his, have his grades. He had to wait for Penny. Penny had to sit out a year, right? Yeah, his freshman year. Yep. Man, that was crazy times back then, too. And he man. didn't even get red shirted. It was just he straight up set out. Niggas was on the bench <laughs> <laughs> with a bullet in his foot. <laughs> and couldn't pass. His grades, yeah. <laughs> like, damn, Penny, if you had your grades, you still got a damn bullet in your foot. Hey, bro, times was crazy as hell back then, bro. <laughs> Roman don't know nothing about this shit. Roman, get him out of here. He's like, oh, chill. Yeah, get him out of here. I mean, uh, at this point, I don't, I don't, I don't see how Penny gets. Uh, I don't see how Penny avoids this. Like, damn. Well, two folks, Roman folks in the comments. Who is this little dude? They <laughs> <laughs> get this dude out of here. Well, I'll say this, man. To Roman's point, the whole yeah. issue I think is <laughs> this team is on probation, and this is like the this will be. But yeah, Roman, man, just be careful, Roman. Like, you don't know. You don't know one sitting like that, man. You be no. let me talking like Penny, just a Rudy Poot ass coach off the street, man. <laughs> Penny no. Hardaway. Oh, wait, like, I'm the high boy. Get his ass out of here. Hey. Hold on, bro. Yeah. Then, hey, we, we ain't seen my boy Francis Carlota since. He's like, yeah, man. like hey, I ain't touching this he shit. Said, he said he studied for the boys, man. Francis said, hey, he touching this shit. <laughs> he said he got time for this. So then he finna come see me. I low-key wanted to blame Francis because I was happy. <laughs> All this shit went he haywire. Took he took a break. All right, this shit like, went haywire. Yeah, man. What's wrong with y'all, folks? Hey, Francis, I ain't fooling these white boys. <laughs> <laughs> Francis. Oh, man. Hey, man. Hey, when white boys get the white boy, man. Sometimes yeah. you got to get your ass up out of there. You got to lay low for a minute, right? Man, we ain't seen Francis since. <laughs> Francis said, I ain't screwing with these white boys, man. I don't do a white boy oh. shit. Hell no. Oh. Hey, y'all out here. Snitching on pity, man. Y'all that shit, man. <clears throat> Kenny, what's up, bro? For real. 
What you What you want to know? Man, y'all, how y'all, how y'all gonna throw one cent? Hey, when Doc pull up on your ass, you gonna see, man. <laughs> it's real, bro. Listen, no, nah, man, it's a it's no, an ugly no, situation, though, man, for sure. Uh, going on over there, man. You hate to see it. It's just we just can't have a normal ass season, bro. Like it's nah. it just it just can't happen. We just can't have a normal season. Uh, speaking of normal, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, lost <laughs> the other night <laughs> to the Brooklyn Nets, man. And man. and somebody made a good point today. I think it was Harrington. I was listening to him. And it's like, people were like, oh, man, this is the, you know, that was just an ugly loss. I'm like, man, it's supposed to, it's supposed to be more of them, man. Like, this is what it's really supposed right. to look like. All the stuff they've been doing. Really been a lot of overachieving. We saw Gigi Jackson have easily his worst game. The man got a <laughs> highlight dunk, and that's it. Man, got a highlight dunk and bro, missed every Chris, other shot. He had me tripping, bro. His response afterwards just so funny, man. Yeah, he was like, he was like, man. Give I me thought, some locker room stuff last he, night. He man. was like, man, I had to dunk. He was like, man, I thought I was about to have a great game. He was like, well, <laughs> basketball guys have other plans, so. <laughs> you know what, what does he like in the locker room? Does he look like a kid in there? Is he? He is. He has just like a kid. Yeah, that man. He's always happy all the time. He always smiling. Ain't nothing. He's ever. Mm-hmm. He's rarely rattled. It's like even after last night, hey, I had a bad game. Hey, just do better next time. Like right. he was like, hey, I asked, I specifically asked him, did Brooklyn do anything differently on defense? He was like, nah, I just read this head off game. Yeah, hey, it happens. Move forward. I'm gonna get better. So people, people have talked about Lamar Stevens being a leader pretty much everywhere he goes. Oh, yeah, you see that in this locker room too. Definitely, he's he's very just like mild mannered, serious face all the time. Mm-hmm. Like he finally like loud the other day when Terry Davis asked him like, hey, do you have a smile? <laughs> 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 like, but he's so serious. He just he yeah. just love hoop. Like anytime we ask me any type of question, he's like, man, I'm just out there hooping, bro. I yeah. just want to hoop. That's all I care about. Like, he kind of reminds me of uh, not not particularly his game, but I, I bet his locker room demeanor is kind of like. Um, uh, uh, the boss man, ninety nine, uh, uh, Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder, yeah. Does he does he kind of have that type of vibe? Because you weren't in the locker room I wasn't there when with Jay, Jay was Crowder, here, though. Yeah. yeah, Jay was a whole different dude, man. Jay Crowder used to be. Now I'm hundred percent heterosexual, man. But Jay Crowder is a is a good looking dude. Like I ain't gonna act like the brother. <laughs> Complain the brother ain't handsome, right? But oh. man, the brother used to make me feel uncomfortable a couple Big times. Balls, man. Uh, uh, hey, <laughs> hey, don't worry about me and mine, bro. But what I'm saying is. Jay Crowder used to make me feel super uncomfortable in the locker room, man, because he was just just trying to be a little bit too sexy for my my personal comfort bro, in the locker room. Like, bro, ain't nobody but dudes in here, Jay. I mean, what you on, bro? Like, this man was coming out glossed up, lips greased up. I'm like, come on, bro. All right, bro. Relax, bro. No, the watch Stevens are doing it. Talking all low and shit. I remember one time uh, Sharon Brown and uh, Sharon Brown and uh, uh, Carmen uh, were in the locker room. Carmen didn't do, didn't cover the team anymore. But it was those two ladies in the locker room. And Jay Crowder comes out. He's got like this damn fur coat on. It's like 82 degrees outside. <laughs> he's putting rings on, putting chains on. And these two ladies are literally like sweating. <laughs> Look at this brother get ready. I'm like, all right, Jay. All right, bro. All right, come on, man. Relax, bro. You a little bit too freaky, man. Like, this man whispering out in the mic and shit. All right, bro. All right. Dang. Enough. But uh, so <laughs> Lamar Stevens, he ain't giving nah, that type he ain't of nothing like that. Uh, he ain't coming. <laughs> Parrish is like, man. Nasty. Sorry, I've been, he had, Parrish had looked at his lips lately. Uh, <laughs> like, like, uh, like Jay, you a little bit too freaky for me, bro. But nah, like it's all dudes in here, man. You just extra glossed up. <laughs> like, I, I ain't boss man. I'm not calling you boss man to your face, but off the air, I will call you the boss man. But uh, what was I saying, man? Lamar Stevens talked about him. Uh, my boy, man, Gilly, up out of here, bro. Man. My boy Gilly, man. You know, we like you knew we knew it was happening, but like, dog, it's still it's still man, my hit. man. Why did you let the bad games run out, man? So we could just we could do the <laughs> like, farewell they, game for that even for Gilly, man. It's just hey, when he got three left, I'll get his hands out. Yeah, one left. <laughs> they could let that man play that last one, man. Yeah, he might as well play yesterday. Damn, <laughs> bro, they could let Gilly go and get one more, bro. 
Damn. So what is he? Okay, so technically, so they they cut him from his two way. That's another yeah. thing too, bro. They literally could have kept him on the two way until even though his games, I mean, they could have, but he even though his crossover him. games were over, yeah. he still could have stayed on the two way. Basically, the two way players like they signed Jordan Goodwin to the two way, but they plan to play him. <laughs> so right, they, so okay, he first playing for the Memphis Hustle on the two way. So right now, get it is not on the hustle anymore either. Mm -hmm. So he's gone, gone. Yep. He's an NBA he's free, free agent. agent. Yep. Oh man, I hope somebody pick my boy up, man. <sighs> Somebody said on Twitter they said he should he should sign to the Ignite. Uh, it's a great idea. Yeah, just be the point, yep. guard. Be the point guard for the Ignite. Yeah, he'd be yeah, the perfect, perfect dude for that man. Nice setup, man. He gonna defend. He can knock down shots. He's just a steady hand, man. Like at, at that level, especially playing for the Ignite, he could really be a really good point guard for that team. That the NBA should look into that. For and real. make good money, man. But see, that was talking about getting rid of the Ignite though. Mm. I had not heard that. Yeah, it was. They were, were asking with the NIL, does it even make any sense anymore to have the Ignite? Like, what what is it really yeah. doing? Yeah, because you got guys like Gigi who probably would have been better in the Ignite than in college, honestly. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of kids. Definitely. There's a lot of kids that don't need to be in the college game. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Gigi was probably a perfect example of that. I think the Ignite was a, is a good idea. I, just, I think it should expand. They should have. I totally agree with that. Yeah. I believe these kids that are at high school should be able to play for. Shoot, it be should be free agency. I mean, let them go. Let them get drafted, like in the, in the G League, or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I get the Ignite thing, yeah. or maybe have a couple of pro teams or whatever. Couple of uh, you know developmental teams, whatever for those for the guys coming out of high school. Yeah, cool. Yeah, make the G League more profitable too. Yeah. Like <coughs> more people are definitely tuning in because it's wild. Like I know overtime try to do do their own mm -hmm. like league like that, their own teams. Um, somebody else did too, and they just have not worked like this Ignite team has. This Ignite team, and I think it's because the NBA has put a lot of money behind it and brought in really good, right. you know, coaching staffs and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But it, it they, the NBA really missed their window, man. Because if the NBA had capitalized on that joint, <clears throat> they really could have got all the top stars to come on. They let the, they let the NIL get involved. Yeah. NIL is, you know, hey. The yeah, NIL was, was in response. Eight years of college. The NIL was in response to the, the, the G League. Yeah, and they, they had to do. They yep. had to do that. Yep, they had to. It was because all the top players are going to go go play for uh, the Ignite or whatever. But yeah, um, <clears throat> what are your thoughts about Luke Kennard? We saw him last night. I think he went like two or three from the field. <laughs> and I, we had these conversations with people like Kenny who get ultra emotional about the white shooter. And I get don't it. talk about him, man. And I get it, man. You get emotional about the white shooter, but. In games like this, it's like take more shots. whether it's nobody on the court or a team full of stars, you're going to get the same Luke Kennard. You know yeah. what I mean? And for him to be, it, it kind of feeds into my argument of do you really is he really worth paying whatever you're going to have to pay mm -hmm. to bring him back? Was he better? Luke Kennard is going to be a part of a, of a signing trade because I think I think I've cracked the code on what the Grizzlies are going to do this summer. They're they're not going to draft their starting center. I think they're going to do a signing trade. And we saw one of the guys that could be a prospect for that. Last night and Nick Claxton. What are your what are your man. thoughts about seeing him on the court last <laughs> night? Uh, Jaren and Shane, man, man was on Jaren. Ask all these dudes feel away about Jaren winning defensive player of the year. <laughs> all of them do. Like dudes who weren't even on the battle. Andrew like, Davis feel away. Like that, that dog <laughs> on game when they play against Miami. Bam. Oh man. yeah, that Bam be going at his ass. Bam. <laughs> Andrew Davis goes at him for it. Cause I don't think AD's ever won defensive player of the year. Has mm -hmm. he? I don't think so. He's always been like. Hurt. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he ain't playing no games. Um, Anthony Davis goes at him about it. Bam goes at him. Nick Claxton goes at him about it big time. It seems like Brooke Lopez be going to Jaren ass too whenever they play. But yeah, I'll man. Uh, Palo <laughs> do too, but they both with USA teammates. Yeah. So that's not just yeah. friendly fire. Yeah. So what do you think about <clears throat> what do you think about Nick Claxton for what you saw last night? 
<laughs> like we going straight. We gonna get that parade ready on Bill Street, right? We sign him because here's my thing. He's not the prototypical big you think you need to play beside Jared. But my thing is, man, if a guy like that I, wants to be here, hey, you make it work, bro. I'll tell you this: I don't know who's scoring. If you got him, Jaren, and, and Marcus Smart. Mark Smart, and Vince Williams, and that could be an actual lineup that's out there. Jesus Christ. I don't know who's going <laughs> on it. And on this round, let, let it be like Marcus Smart. You, you can put a lineup out there with Vince, Marcus Smart, G.G. Jackson, who can play some defense too, mm-hmm. Jaren, and that dude, who's going? You get up Good 10, luck. all right, game over. Go lock him down. <laughs> Go lock him down for a whole quarter. You know what I mean? For real, though. Good luck. Yeah, man, I, I, I like his game. I think he's still young enough where he'll get stronger, you know, over time. Still a very young player. Um, like I said, I love I love Nick Claxton's, Claxton's game. Um, not the – I think he gets about eight rebounds a game, something like that, seven, eight rebounds a game. Yeah. Not where you, where you want him to be as far as that goes, but you're talking about a guy with just a tremendous upside for sure. And, uh, man, they were they were just dropping all the nuggets on, on TV yesterday. They were talking about the shoes. He's been wearing Jaws the whole season. Mm-hmm. And then he was like uh, – they said that he was talking with Ja and uh, 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 what's my boy? Uh, ja T and what's the other kid name? Ja's friend. Did uh, they say that in, in the article too? Did they say he was talking to him too, Kenny? You read the article that, that Michael put out? No, I didn't I read, read it. it yet. I just want to say that like all of them are boys. I'm like, oh, shit. Like this man coming for real. Hey, we're going to be rogues as hell. Oh, that man, him, D-Tab, and John. We got the whole click down here. He might as well go ahead and get Zion while we out of playing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I would love to see Nick Claxton on this team. Him and Hardenstein are my 1A and 1B. And I kind of got Hardenstein 1A because I think he's a, a better fit, honestly. But, uh, yeah, either one of those two dudes. Especially um, uh, money-wise. Just yeah. With yeah. the, I guess, the cap. Yeah. Jason Baines' extension kicking in. Yeah. Gonna be some 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 major shit going down. Yeah. So, uh, what other like, what's something else? Take us to the locker room about something that we may not notice just from the quotes we see, you know, on Twitter, or whatever. Cause it's crazy because they don't let y'all record no more. Like, Mm-mm. which is crazy, bro. Like, if you got any recording on a phone, it's not allowed, right? It's got to be a TV camera equipment yep. on it. Mm-hmm. That's crazy because we miss a lot of the because I because uh, the Michael Cole had a quote from Claxton saying he was like, you know. Hey, do you, could you see yourself being in Memphis or whatever? He was like, we'll see. Okay, is it like, we'll see, we'll see, or just we'll see? Like, we don't have a video, so it's right. like, yeah, you can't tell. So were you in there when he did that? Was, okay, he, so he, went, go, to, yeah, he, went, yeah, to he went to the locker room. Yeah, yeah. okay. Okay, any other sights and sounds from the locker room that you get? Um, yesterday, not really. Like I said, the same people. So, like, some people, they they gone by the time we even get there. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Derrick Rose, Vince Williams, and, like, Santi. They, mm-hmm. like, the first people out the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as soon as by the time we get there after – uh, talking with Taylor Jenkins, I think Luke Kennard, we was talking. They was talking with him, and he was about to be out the door. So um, I didn't wait long enough for Jaren. Jaren be the last person. So Man, that bullshit. <laughs> Sometimes I wait. Last night, I, my article was done. I got work. Yeah, I'm going. Jaren, you got it. Fam. I got. I live in Cordova. That's 25 minutes drive. <laughs> right. After I leave here at right. midnight, I catch y'all. Right. Uh, what is um, Brandon Clark? Is he in, is he in the locker room at all? He was there for the first time. I saw him. The, after the next game, okay, that's the first time I ever seen him in the locker room. Okay, so what do you what do you think he is like headspace wise? You think he's uh, he's pretty good. He think I he think, about to get um, out there. Like Terry said something to him, he was like, "Man, yeah." He was like, he said he missed the media. He like he missed all of this. He can't yeah. wait to be back. Um, he was just kicking it. He feel like he, I feel like he's in a, in a really good headspace. All right, here's here's what I'm looking at, man. Because I'm looking at the numbers game for next year, right? Because you're gonna you assume that you're gonna get some version of Brandon Clark back 
And I think even an 80, 90% Brandon Clark is still good. Yep. Especially when you get, you know, more summer to rehab, get your game together, get back in shape, condition, all those type of things. What happens to Santi next year, man? I think he'll try. I think, to me, in my opinion, I look, I look at Santi as that trade piece. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to make a trade for mm-hmm. someone, now I think it's con- so it's country. I think he's in the last year of his deal next year. I think so, too. If I'm mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure how big his contract is. I need to check into that. So he wouldn't be – guess he couldn't be, like, in a signing He was taking, trade. like, high second round. He was uh, late. He was the first round, the last pick of the For first real? round. They traded into the first round. Yeah, yeah, back yeah. Back yeah. years. Yeah, he like, picked him at 30. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but I see him as being, like, that top trade, like, in a trade package. He would be, like, that – the piece, the major piece of the like the headliner piece. Can you do two for one on a signing trade? Like, can I send you Canard and Santi? I don't think so. Because when I'm thinking about, because when I'm thinking about the Grizzlies signing trade this year, the closest thing I can think of is when Jimmy Butler went to Miami. Miami didn't have a cap space, and they traded Josh Richardson, and I think first uh, two firsts or something like that for Jimmy Butler. So it wasn't. You can't do multiple players. You know, you I'm not sure, but that's the one I can think about. Is Delwin what D'Lo for Kevin Durant? Every, each one I've seen has been like one. Player. One for one. Yeah. He would somehow bring Jimmy Butler into this conversation. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was just thinking about the trade, man. Well, ain't got nothing to do with Jimmy. Because you know Miami about this turn up season for them. This is when they start. <laughs> show. Them folks take the whole year off. <laughs> they take the whole year. He said that. He said that. He said he gave the game away, man. Them folks wait till the damn March to start playing basketball. Be sorry as hell till March and he start hooping. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, all right, this is something else that I want to talk about too, man. I hate to bring up old shit, Craig, but all right. The team has definitely been given a mulligan, right, with the injuries they have. Like, you you, you clearly see why they're struggling. <laughs> and you've seen some instances where they look really good, where they beat teams they weren't supposed to beat. <clears throat> and people will say, okay, well, do you – do you look back and and because I was one of the people like all right man let's let's really ask ourselves is Taylor Jenkins the dude we need him to be going forward right mm-hmm. like can, are we still like are we still like because five and nineteen all things considered for the team he had in the beginning I can't just erase it like I still have like do you do you still feel like some of, some of those moments in the beginning of the season could have should have gone we because you still think about it but that team still had Bane still had Jaron team had Marcus Smart Marcus Smart was just getting here yeah. all that type of stuff. <laughs> You, you had Luke Kennard on and off. We were 5-19, and 19, bro. Yeah. It's tough. Um, definitely deserves blame for it. Mm-hmm. Some blame. But also, you can't discard, the, what, three days before the season starts, Steve Adams out for the year, mm-hmm. right? Then as soon as the season starts, Santi got hurt. He out for the first five mm-hmm. days. Then Luke, Luke Kennard was out. Hurt. Then Marcus then, got hurt. Then Marcus yeah. Martin and Luke Kennard went yeah. out. It's like yeah. somebody gotta, kept getting yeah. hurt at some point in time. You never – and at some point you can't be missing five of your top eight players for the majority of the 25 games and have a good record. So when we get next year, you'll have you know everybody back. You'll have somebody's big man be your starting center. And do you expect? Is there any pressure on him uh, going into next oh, yeah. season, or do you do you think there's still? I think next year. I think next year is the yeah. year you find out if he's the coach. Yeah, I think I think you'll find out very fast. I think he's capable of being that dude, man. Because if you got a certain level of talent, you yeah. just put your right pieces in power. You know, you'll be fine. Think, you know what I mean? With so. me, he's great. I think because when I'm thinking next year, he's a really good regular season coach. So mm-hmm. they're going to get to the playoffs, probably be a high seed. Mm-hmm. What you do in the playoffs will determine his, yeah. his, what his fate pretty much. What do you uh, what do you think about the Oklahoma City Thunder? Like they're trying to be – I don't really think much. All I can say is this. <laughs> I see why teams hated us because they do the same shit. I mean, it's the they same do, shit. They but everybody loved them. So yeah, like, <laughs> for a while. 
Because right. all that, cause they're still in Because they did love us for a while. Right. Yeah, in the scene, right. So that's true. And they're still, they still got that kind of schoolboy appeal that when we start, you know, getting our Ingala shit on. Fuck you, Shaggy. Like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> he folks. But I saw a video with the um, the blue and gold year when we had the, the blue city just with the gold gear. Yeah, I got that. The boy throwing up sides. Like, oh, shit. It's pretty Ingala-ish. <laughs> yeah, they got real. <laughs> yeah, it got real, real fast. <laughs> Yeah, we started uh, jarring him, you know, pulled out guns and shit. Like, oh, shit, man. Yeah, yeah the, the, the luster fell off for sure. Right. Uh, speaking of jarring guns, man, Paris, will you please help me? Will you please help me in my campaign to uh, to get Memphis Grizzly fans to stop bitching every time anybody gets suspended for anything? Bruh. <laughs> like, bro, we get bro, it, bro. My first thought on this suspension was like, why did anybody get suspended for that? I didn't really that whole thing with Jimmy Butler. No, I didn't really. <laughs> I didn't even. I, I just saw they got into it, but I didn't actually. I've never seen. I haven't seen the video. Watching yet. the video, I was like, they y'all y'all suspended five players for your regular typical. Right. I, I guess the dude put his put his hand around Jimmy Butler's neck. He should have got suspended. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else, I'm I was like, like bro, it's, if I hear y'all call like but dudes yeah. fighting on the basketball court assault one more time. <laughs> Like, all right, bro. I get, I get it. Yes, technically it's assault. Dude, you comparing Josh's suspensions to that? Like, because that's the case. Hockey players is be in jail. <laughs> them dudes be scrapping. Like, bro, we like it's. I get, I get it. I understand the frustration of it, but it's like there's, there's one thing that Adam Silver did that really makes me feel away, and it's the Josh Giddy stuff. Like, this, yeah, he, the one. he didn't miss a single game, even while exactly. this investigation was on. Because that's when you pull a Malcolm Dangerous, man. When you just say, hey. <laughs> Or even don't. don't play while we figure this out. You know what I mean? Like that that bothered me. And even with the um even with the Miles Bridges. That's what stuff, I was about to say. He was out for, you know, th- that whole season while they were investigating it. But it just seemed like it's just so weird because it's still not really resolved and he's out there playing. Like that that still bothers you. And the fact that it was anywhere close to the amount of games that y'all had, had anywhere close to his amount of games. Because he had thirty, but then they put it back to ten. They just said he served twenty the season before. The season before like, type shit. I was like, all right. Like, okay. But yeah, that those two kind of bother me, but nothing else that we're complaining about. I mean, nobody else yeah. suspension is gonna be come close. Like right. Draymond got his due. He missed yeah. about the same amount. People of games think about man, that's that was kind of an unprecedented amount of games he got for yeah. what he did, all things considered. Exactly. Because I mean, like Malice in the Palace got like 30, 40, 50 they got games. The whole season. Yeah, man. but they, they were fighting, <laughs> fighting fat dudes in the crowd. Like you know what I mean? Like that's a whole other whole yeah, other beast. David Stern. David Stern yeah. was like Melo. He got I think fifteen games. That whole Jerry Jeffries when he punched him and back yeah. all the way up. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, man. It's uh, but but please, please, Paris, join me. And uh, oh, you and, know, I've and, been on that band. <laughs> begging. <laughs> Begging our fans I'm to stop crying. I'm get my shirt. Don't entertain people when they're bored, man. We're going to have it. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> rocking that joint because yeah. Yeah, I'm tired of it. Yeah, I'm tired of it for sure, man. But I tell you what, Parrish, we about to take a break. You going you gonna to stay yep, with me for it? Yeah. About to do this thing called a three-pointer, man. A lot of, lot of wild, wild shit going on in the world of sports. Yeah, y'all, we'll, we'll be back in a minute here on the Anthony Sane Show. See y'all in a minute. It's an opportunity to kind of gain an idea of just how resourceful and creative this front office is. The Stephen Adams trade reminds us of, in my opinion, just how resourceful and, and well thought through the moves that the Grizzlies make are when it comes to this front office. And the Killian Hayes rumor um, is exactly that. I think that it's fair to assume that the Grizzlies' interest in Killian Hayes and 
the uh, interest that rival executives have when it comes to um, Zaire Williams and um, uh, Jake LaRavia, those two things are connected. Killian Hayes' the name is not the point of this potential deal. The Grizzlies' interest in Killian Hayes is, in my opinion, probably not for Killian Hayes the player. But what is a value when it comes to Killian Hayes is that expiring contract. Tune in to The Daily Grind with Mark King and Luke Hatmaker at 1 p.m. every Monday through Friday live on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Basketball really isn't that complicated. Nah. The last three games that they've won, they've had more assists than turnovers. Yep. And their two best players are playing like their two best players. Yep. It's it's really simple. Like it's it's not that complicated. It's a pretty stunning the, formula for success. And that, <laughs> really, and that the recipe for success for this team is pretty easy. Yeah. Can Don't I dumb turn it the down? ball over too much. Yeah. Share the ball. And then David Jones and Javon Quinterly go cook. That's like the Second level. Okay, so I'm, I'm even more in the yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm more in the weeds than I need to be. Let's go easy bake oven. Okay, okay. recipes. Okay. All right, just play your damn best players. That's hey, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, yes. That's fair. I I hey, agree with you. It's been frustrating watching Penny finally arrive to this, but I think he's there. But we'll see. Tune into On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. David Roddy on like extreme circumstances, which he was awful against the Cavs last night. But anyway, he's still young though. He's, I'm, I'm still, he's so, I'm still like, in I know y'all are. I'm still. I'm in. not, man. I move that dude. He he does not need to be a Grizz next year, and neither I does mean, Arabia not, or Zaire. I'm not like, nailing him. Dudes out of here. I'm not yeah. nailing him to the floor, but he is head and shoulders above. I mean, he he is. I'd rather have him than a lot of people. No, dude, get Roddy out of here. That dude's a bum. He's a six four. Six four senior. I've never, I've never been, been a Roddy absolutely. fan, and you've been absolutely wrong before. Was I though? Old, because old he's Roddy. not, he's not an NBA player. Yeah, he had a, he, he had a is. streak after I said that. He's not. You're an picking NBA the player, wrong dude. heel to die on here. There's, I'm just telling you, there, man. But there is my point is is you can die on this hill if you want to, but it's not a take that is bold enough for you to die. Like we all could, you don't know. And just nor do I dude. know. The book There's is a large written. enough sample size. There's a large enough sample size. That dude is not an NBA player. That, that dude makes things happen. I want people that are active who oh, who make winning plays. Teams Listen. need players. No, I'm going to finish. Teams need players that make hustle plays. That guy has it in space. He is Fine. the guy that you want in your corner. Tune in to the Two Buck Sports Show with Rusty Witten and Drew Gann every Friday at 3 p.m. only on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. All right, y'all, welcome back to Nancy the Same Show. Here for the three-pointer with my man, Paris Sharkey, in the building, man. Each and every Wednesday, we talk about three things going in the world of sports, man. Now, you talk about, you know, the alpha males of the world, right, and, and beta and all this type of stuff, right? I ain't going to lie, bro. Cam Newton is pre pretty ranked pretty high. <laughs> Look we'll go down to alphas, man. The fact <laughs> that you got a, a man hatter hat on, man, <laughs> with glasses on, it was, man, straight throwing hands. Like, and the fact that he wasn't fighting 
But he was just getting dudes up off him. Right. Like, single-handedly. Like just, one night. Yeah. It, how many dudes would it take for you to jump Cam Newton? Like, how many guys would you need to have with you? You got to think, man. Cam's what, like 6'6"? 6'5", 6'5", 250. Man, yeah. that's a dude. That's a dude, man. That's a monster. Yeah, you. you it took... And you saw he had several dudes jumping up on him, man. He's yeah, like, all right. In my face. All right, back your ass and up. Hold on. Toss your ass up to the side. But, yeah, it was wild stuff, man, for sure. And here's the thing, man. Like, there's so much to unpack from that whole story because Cam is trying to get back to the community, right? And we've yep. seen all these situations where uh, young men have, have verbally challenged him. Yep, last year. The dude yep. on the thing saying, man, I'm a uh, – man, man. something he was saying, hating-ass dude – and it's like, bro, it kind of it kind of makes you not want to help out your own people or, or give back to your community. And I hear people saying, "Well, why does he do it or whatever?" I kind of feel like he has to do it because I think there's something that he feels like is a calling. Like he feels like he's obligated to give back. Right. I understand the frustrations of it, but it's like, man, it's so many. We talked about this the other day too, Kenny. The difference between people that hate you and people that are haters. People that hate you gonna stay away from you. Haters, they thrive to be in your face, yep. man. And, and and people like Cam Newton always got to deal with them type of people, man. Like this hating ass dude literally basically said he was gonna fuck with Cam Newton, right? I don't mm -hmm. know if it's about money. Like, bro, I don't care what you talking about when it comes down to money. Cam Newton is the richest dude in your circle. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like why you why you messing with that man, bro? You know what I mean? And it's just wild stuff to see. And you Cam Newton's in a situation, I think there were minors involved in it. Like he what if he had to like haul off and really punch somebody, bro? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So man, it's 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 sad, it's a sad yeah. situation that uh he has to Deal with that type of stuff with these hating ass in Gondos out here. I man. just can't believe that uh, his uh, hat didn't fall off. It oh, didn't even that's move. That's what everybody said. That John didn't even. <laughs> he had to have that John pinned into his It's got to be pinned. Because right? he got, um, I think all his hats have got to be custom made <laughs> right, to his hair. Right. So he got, yeah, he got the joint. Yeah, he got some kind of situation going on. The man was clean too, though. But <laughs> yep. Like if you. Would you? You got to be a alpha dude who doesn't get Who a could shit. even pull that off? Who could pull that off? Like that is wild. His outfits yeah. are crazy. Yeah, Cam is that dude, man. He's he's looking like manly man of the year right now though, because he was tossing them dudes for sure. <laughs> with the mad hatter, man, hat with on. the mad hatter head on, looking like yeah, uh, Willie Walker in that jump, tossing yeah. dudes. But yeah, speaking of looking crazy though, your boy Jonathan Isaac, man. I I hate to bring this up because I I hate to for it to come off like I'm joking about an injury. But damn it, I guess I'm joking about injury. Jonathan Isaac, I, let me just say this. I'm not going to joke about it. I'm going to point out the irony in this situation, man. Mm. And, of course, Black Twitter <laughs> got a hold of this uh, story, and we took it to a whole nother level, right? So Jonathan Isaac comes out, you know, like, oh, man, I might have to wear the Freedom, the, uh, fighters. The freedom Fighter joints. I might have to wear the Donald Trump shoes, right, looking like – uh, uh, grown looking like grown NBA player Brian Botta on the Twitter. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, oh, said he might uh, want to wear the Jonathan Isaac shoes. I mean, the, the Donald yeah, Trump Donald shoes. Trump. And then he didn't wear them. Um, and then he goes out and he hurts his knee in a game. Again. And uh, and uh, <laughs> somebody put on Twitter every time this Negro be on that dumb shit, the ancestors come deal with his ass. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, damn. Dang. Oh man, leave Dang. it to the ancestors. We they will come get you, bro. Jonathan Isaac, stop playing, bro. Like, stop playing around with this stuff. And here's the thing, man. Like, all three of us are Christian, right? We all believe in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the three of us, right? And there's there's like you got people who are just like regular Christians, then you got people who are weirdos. And Jonathan Isaac is a weirdo, man. Like, there's nothing about your faith. Like during the pandemic, when they had to protest with uh George Floyd, right? There's nothing about your faith that should make the words come out of your mouth 
I'm, I don't bow down for anybody but God. Like, bro, this ain't that, man. Ain't nobody yeah. asking you to, bro. You ain't worshiping nothing, man. You're, 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 you're symbolically showing unity about a very important situation that should be a very important situation to you, Jonathan Isaac. Like, it's, you just, a lot of people, we, we do weird stuff and we throw our faith on it. And all it does is just make our faith look weird. It doesn't make our it doesn't make our faith like something. Part of our part of our job in our faith is to to draw men to Christ, bro. Yep. Like you're not doing that. You're just being a freaking weirdo, man. And, and it's like, and if there's if anything in your faith makes you feel like uh, Donald Trump is a representation of your faith, yeah, man, you, 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 you need to reassess. You need to reassess what you're saying and what you're doing, man. Like there's nothing about that dude. This this godlike, Christ-like, none of, nope. none of, nothing about how this dude moves is that. And I know a lot of people who uh, who are the same faith as, as I am, who are trying to act like Donald Trump rep- represents godliness and the Christian way. And like, nah. come on, man, y'all, let's not be <laughs> that, that goofy, bro. But uh, Johnson Isaac, like I said, there goes our comments. <laughs> yeah, God, the comments coming. They coming. That's fine though. Uh, I've heard worse. I've dealt. I've dealt with y'all on uh, many levels. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, but my my uh, my Christian brothers and sisters also uh, believe that we could blow COVID away. That we could just blow it away. <sighs> you know, I know I know somebody who had several people die in their church because the pastor was telling people not to get the vaccine, and they had people dying yeah. of COVID in the church. Got to stop being. We got to stop being goofy as a faith man, and just be uh, do what Jesus would have done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, for real. But anyway, bro, let me move on. Um, NBA stuff, more NBA stuff. Uh, I'll just kind of throw this out there as an and one. The Clippers, new rebrand. What are y'all thoughts on? The ship with the C around it. Yeah, they're like they're playing Battleship. On. <laughs> somebody <laughs> said <laughs> Somebody <laughs> said it looks like a submarine, but they said it's supposed to be one of those ships that has three sails on it, if you look at it. But the sails are like, thump, 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 like mm-hmm. that. But um, the jerseys are cool. It's the exact same colors. They just kind of the exact same yeah. colors, whatever. The Clippers seem like they just ain't messed up by the rebrand. They ain't did like two of them joints in the last mm-hmm. five or six years. Feels like um, it wasn't bad. It wasn't like mm-hmm. it wasn't ugly. It wasn't the greatest, but it wasn't. Like, and they new stadium for me all to change too. I, I hope oh, yeah, I hope that we uh, borrowing some of they some of they stuff for the greatest stadium for sure. But um, their rebrand is lining up with them their renovations, right? Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, Grizzlies. Y'all might need to follow that path. Just re- redo y'all shit for. The renovations. That'll be dope. That'll be a good time to rebrand yep. when they get the new building. But um, other NBA stuff, LeBron out here just talking and shit. LeBron, man. <laughs> King James, LeBron. Um, Bronny James, of course, is the son of LeBron James, the son of one of the greatest players of all time. Bronny James is what Michael Jordan's kids would have been in a social media era where you can just really – know who these guys are, on demand, yep. that type of thing. I think those kids probably would have been just as big as Bronny uh, and, Bry- and Bryce are. But um, had the heart issues this summer. Didn't know if he was ever going to play basketball again. Mm-hmm. He's been okay for USC, averaging about five six, five or six points a game. Doesn't look like an NBA player. I think he could eventually be a pro, but he looks like how most non-elite freshmen, freshmen look, you know what I mean, their freshman year or whatever. Um he was taken out of the mock drafts. They had him as high as lottery pick at one time. Right. Now these people, no, nobody really has him in a mock draft anymore. Everyone expects him to come back to school. 
And LeBron's like, man, we don't care about that stuff. And y'all just let him be a kid. But LeBron, you're the one yep. who said you want to play with him. You're the one who said the Lakers could use him. Like right. You're the one that said the you, late, half, yeah. the, half the roster, LeBron is better than half the roster. Yeah. There, and like, man, you you threw your own team on the bus for a kid that's going to be in college next year. Again, <laughs> needs to be in college again next year. And I get it. But LeBron, LeBron has to understand that he's put a lot of that pressure yeah, on that kid as did. well. And um, I just think he kind of went too far with it, man. Like, just just let him go hoop, man. Let him go and enjoy college basketball life. And you were already talking about, you know, you want to play with him, and, yep. and 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 you want you want the Lakers to burn a roster spot to get him. Yep. Like, man, it's, like, man, it's it's just wild, man. And I think LeBron is one of the greatest players ever. So you know, a lot comes with that. You make provisions for your guys. I'm like, bro, you 40 years old, bro. Like, why you want the Lakers to draft your kid? You know right. what I mean? Uh, I think LeBron, the thing that got him confused is he's used to being able to go into Rob Palenka's office and getting a whole roster changed up right. mid-season. If I do not this year. And, he, <laughs> and so I think he's thinking I can use that same clout and get my son mm-hmm. in the mock drafts, right? Like, I'll get him, I'll get him crazy. where I want him to go. Nah. And now he's like, uh, never mind. Uh, let, him, let him enjoy being in college. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I'm a, I'd much rather see LeBron say, Wherever Bronny ends up, whether he makes it to the NBA one day or he plays in the G League or he stays in college four years, I'd rather LeBron say, whatever my son does, I'll quit and go coach for them before I mm-hmm. – like, why do you put, like, get to the league, I want to play on the same team as my yeah. kid-type pressure on him. That's just a wild, it wild, wild get ass. ready to go to the league like, yeah, it's next just, year. Yeah, it's just wild, man, because he's, he's, he's not that level of player. He's good. I think he'll be fine one day, but I just think trying to, to force that whole situation is just a tad. Mm-hmm. Just a tad too much. But I'll tell you what, man, we're about to go to the break. When we come back, inside the same brain. I'm going to keep my boy Paris on for this one, too. I think it's something that he definitely can talk about uh, when we come back on the show. We'll see you guys in a minute. There are good coaches that have a system that they want to run. And they'll take these pieces of personnel and they'll make that personnel conform to their system. Great coaches, of course, are the ones that go get the personnel. They pick out these guys that they like. And then they'll take that personnel and they'll say, hey, you do this well. You do this well. We're going to change some things up. We're going to fit this system to you. Adaptability. I keep watching this with Penny and he wants this defensive culture and the thought process behind it to just sort of be his defensive system. And this year has been very telling to me that he has no adjustment off that. Yeah. You have to be moldable. You have to be able to change with the times and the talent and the personnel that's given to you. And I don't see that from Penny, man. Yeah. I just don't see it. Yeah. He wants it to be one way, his way. Tune in to On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Um, let's talk about the salary cap going into the deadline. Uh, the Grizzlies obviously moved Adams last week. But right yeah. now, they are sitting at $173 million next year. That is $2 million over the salary cap, the luxury tax. That's in the first there. That would put them in the first apron. That is without... Um, Luke Kennard, though, his opt-in at 14.7. And the second apron is at 191. The reason they did the Adams trade was to take the $9 million of Old Depot's contract into this year. 
coming off the books next year. And there are a lot of things you are not allowed to do when you're in the second apron. It restricts the way you can sign players, how you can trade players, lots of restrictions. And it also just comes with a big tax bill. Just know that they're not going to go into the second apron. Tune in to The Daily Grind with Mark King and Loot Hatmaker at 1 p.m. every Monday through Friday live on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Vince is who we thought Dylan was going to be, right? He's he's turning into that player that's just a defensive menace but can get you buckets. And it's just fun to watch him grow and develop into the player that he is, especially against Dylan Brooks. It was a passing of the guard thing, but because for Dylan, it was always like you loved his grit. You loved his tenacity. You loved his nastiness on the defensive end, but he just shot you out of games. And yeah. you were just hoping like Vince Williams can be that guy and he just won't shoot as much. But it's actually been this season, he's taken uh, four three-pointers a game, 37% from three. 44% from the uh, from the field as a total. And it's the polar opposite on the offensive end of what Dylan offered. Getting in Steph's head, getting in Lucas' head, you know, bugging these right. star players, grinning maniacally while he's covering Steph Curry, one of the greatest shooters of all time, because he's a straight-up Batman villain. Tune in to the Two Bucks Sports Show with Rusty Witten and Drew Gann every Friday at 3 p.m. only on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. All right, y'all, welcome back to the Anthony Sane Show. Final segment of the show called Inside the Same Brain. Well, I talk about something that's just been on my mind, Kenneth Stubblefield. Uh, typically doesn't have anything to do with sports. And, man, major news, man. That I, uh, it's a local story now, but I'm sure that by the time it gains win, it will start getting some national legs, man. Uh, one of our first shows, uh, Kenneth, oh, one of our gosh. very early shows, uh, Anthony Sane Show, when we got started, uh, was with Mayor... Uh, candidate, candidate at the time, uh, mayor, Paul yeah. Young, one of the first, probably the only non, like, f first sports show to have him on in any capacity. Um, Paul Young was a mayoral candidate then. And he talked about some, I asked him, you know, the heavy questions, like, what would, how would you deal with, you know, with um, with uh, violence, which is, of course, a big issue here in the city of Memphis. He was very candid about it, man. He said that he thinks that uh, it's one of those things that's going to take conversations, you know what I mean? And it's going to take mentoring and mental health and all those type of things. And if you know his story. He just story, had a very different approach. You if, you know know I mean? right. story, if you know his story, mm -hmm. you know why. Yeah, his dad so was a huge advocate for that. Man, just massive. Mm -hmm. just a, his dad time. was a yes. big advocate about after-school programs for kids and just keeping kids engaged and giving them something to do. And dealing with trauma and dealing with mental health and all those type of things. It's something that uh, Bishop Young was really big about in this city, man, um, over at the Healing Center. And... Um, Awesome story comes out that says that Paul Young, he just kind of said it like one of them Penny Hardaway type things. We just started talking about shit that happened a couple weeks ago. Damn, man. What? You're like, wait, hold on. Wait, what, what did you just say? What? Right, he's just up there talking. Yeah, so I met with a... Uh, oh, that man went lying, man. <laughs> 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 like, he ain't met with you. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, but, uh, he said he had a meeting with gang leaders. Who those gang representatives were, I don't know. I don't know what all gangs were in attendance. Um, Did they have snacks at the meeting? <laughs> right. Did anybody provide <laughs> snacks? And who catered? Who catered the meeting? Right. But uh, 
Yeah. So what do you feed a gangly? <laughs> what do you feed? <laughs> Finger food. Finger food. You want you want a charcuterie well, board? You know, I, got, like, I gotta get back on the chat, big dog. Yeah. Just, give, just give me some. I give me some light. Are there certain diet restrictions <laughs> right. like keto? You gotta go keto with them. Like what? Right. Do you give them a full meal? Yeah. Don't, don't they get a trap or die? After, you know what I mean? What's up? How do you? That's not worth. How do you feed a gangly? Right. <laughs> you know Right. Do we avoid red lobster, or <laughs> bluefin? Or why do we do this? You know what I mean? What do we do? Yeah. You not, don't don't use no any don't use any C or B words. Right, right. Like, <laughs> like I don't know, man. How do you, how do you feed gang leaders? Like, did, did all the gang leaders know? Hey, you know, uh, uh, OG so and so gonna be here. And, and, yeah. Was like, that a surprise? Right, like, do you? They just pull up. Like, what happened? Yeah. But anyway, I, I, need, I ain't worried about the details. I ain't worried about the details. I need details. I know is that. Uh, you stand in the middle while they was around. Right. Sure they, <laughs> <laughs> was it like? Uh, was it like the Michael Jackson thing? With, right? <laughs> <laughs> we put the guns down. Like, <laughs> like what's up, man? <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> no, that man security was on point for that meeting, though. But anyway, uh, Mayor Paul Young uh, had a meeting with. Gang members. I don't know the details of it. I don't really care. I think it's pretty dope. And I hate how, like, the whole headline is kind of setting them up to look like a weirdo, right? Yeah. Because the headline says, excuse me, uh, Paul Young met with gang members to call a ceasefire with provisions. And then people who don't read the story are like, come you know, on, man. Oh, you, oh, you negotiating with terrorists, right? right. That's what we're doing. The only provision was, hey, we put our guns down, or they put their guns yeah. down. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? That's, it's everybody that's all doing said. it. Yeah. And then they said something that really tugged in my heartstrings, Kenny. I know it tugged at yours, too. When the gang leader said, hey, man, we down for putting the guns down, but, like, my little dudes, these dudes need to make some money out here. Like, what do y'all got mm -hmm. come on, man. to help, help these kids Thanks. make money? He was like, man, when we was coming up, we had stuff to do in the city. Ain't nothing to do in the city. Right. These are the people that we've called the enemies, the bad people. They're crying out to the leader, like, exactly. "Look, man, we know it. We know stuff could be better, but it is what it is, bro. Like, how how can you help us with an alternative? Put our little dudes to get some money in the yeah, pocket. Yeah, man. Right? And I'll tell you something, Kenny. Um, you remember this? I told you this situation when me and, when I worked for uh, when me and we worked with the youth young. I don't like calling that organization names, but when we worked for same nonprofits back then, right? Working with the kids, there was a lady in our church, it, it, part of our organization. She was married to a guy that was a gang leader, right? That was one of the OGs, whatever. And we had this twenty-five passenger van, right? That was too big to keep at the church, so we would keep it um, in another place that would let us store our vehicles on their lot, right? Mm -hmm. They had a gated lot. Some kids had jumped the lot and they vandalized our uh, vehicle. A 25 passenger van. They didn't tear it up. They just kind of wrote graffiti on it with like markers or whatever. Like mm -hmm. it put gang symbols on. <clears throat> so the next day when we realized it, Kenny, I called this guy. Yep. I said, Sister So and so, what's your husband number? <laughs> right? Yep. So I called him. I was like, hey man, like uh we went to pick up our van and somebody tagged it. Somebody yep. put graffiti on it, right? And I, I I want you to come look at it. He's like, all right, big bro, I'll be up there. So he he comes, he shows up at the church. He looks at the van. He's like, oh, okay, say less. He makes a phone call, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he calls so-and-so, so-and-so. Hey, I said, I, I don't even want to hear what that brother talking about. You know what I mean? So he's on the phone, and he gets on the phone a few minutes later. He said, man, my bad, bro. He said, I talked to I talked to so-and-so. He said, it ain't my people. It's another gang, but I talked to my people. And he said, man, it ain't going to happen no more. As a matter of fact, we're going to have people 24-7 watching the vehicle overnight. For the next few weeks to yep. make sure nothing happened to it. 
And he he got out there and he had some guys come clean out the van and all that. You know what I mean? And it's like, but what I'm trying to say is, did I know another guy like his 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 youth organization was funded by street dudes. Street dudes was was giving him money. What you need? You need money for food, big bro? What you need? Mm-hmm. And he said the reason why he was like, man, I don't want kids going down the path that we're on. Yeah, yep. Exactly. You understand what I'm saying? And the thing is, we make these guys the enemy. We make them act like these guys aren't human. Like, they didn't mm-hmm. used to be little kids. Like, they didn't used to be people with hope. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's like, instead of embracing these people, we, we're ready to just, the solution just can't be throw everybody in jail, bro. And I and I love what Paul Young did. And I think it's created an opportunity for more dialogue to happen, mm-hmm. man, and for more change to happen, bro. Yep. Just Just talk to these people and try to make this stuff happen. And uh, Kenny said, <laughs> this, uh, "Can I guess I can talk around what you said?" Yeah, of course. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, he said that somebody came to him like, uh, "If if, if it was on ma- Twitter, it was on Twitter." Oh, okay. Oh, you saw it on Twitter. I thought somebody came to you and said, "No, okay. no, no, no." But this guy on Twitter was like, uh, "I don't if, move that way." So uh, nobody talks to me like that, right? <laughs> right. right. Like, don't tell Kenny. You know, he's a he's an Ingana lover. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I like tacos. Right. Anyway, so. Um, a guy on Twitter says, uh, "If you if the mayor had all these gang leaders in one place, why couldn't the police just show up and arrest them all?" Right? I was like, "Bro, really? tell me you don't know how anything right. works." Right? Tell me you don't know how nothing really works, right. man. But here's the thing, man. Here's the thing that uh, people have to understand: um, black people, right, Kenny, are the only. Ah, oh, that is gonna make some people mad. But I don't give a damn. Y'all need to hear this. <laughs> black people are the only race that was not allowed to benefit from. Organized crime in mm. in United States history. Mm. Tell me I'm wrong. Every other race of people had organized crime shit going on, and that shit just kind of happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did nobody get in the way of it? You know what I mean? We're the only people that when we when we started what y'all call organized crime, oh that's gang stuff. Let's shut that down. When every every other race has benefited from organized crime, if you think I'm lying, show me. I can tell you a story right now. Frank Lucas. I can tell you a whole lot of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even stuff that wasn't gangs got treated like gangs, like mm-hmm. the Black Panthers. Like Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like a lot of these guys that, like, gangs got started for a reason. It was for a very positive reason. Yeah. And it's got, yeah. it's got destroyed and totally perverted over time. But there's still good people that are part of these organizations. There are people who are just trying to figure things out. They're trying to feed their kids just like we're trying to feed our kids. And like I said, it's organized. Don't, their games are sometimes disorganized, <laughs> but it's, it's an attempt at it's organized trying, crime. Yeah, trying to organize it, And yeah. every race, every creed of people has, has benefited from organized crime from this country. We, we're just on the one that's not truly allowed, been allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. It's been uh, handled on a totally different vibe. But uh, if if you look at some of the the rich families in the city or the or people whatever, and you go back to you trace some of the roots of, of where those millions started, it wasn't from hard work and rolling up your sleeves. Mm-hmm. Some of it was organized crime, and uh, like I said, this um, yeah, yeah, y'all don't really want to have that conversation, but but yeah, that's a whole other subject. Jump into man. Like I said, I'm not mad at what what Paul Young did at all, man. It's a true boss move. Something that probably no mayor since Young Willie probably could have pulled off, man. Young <laughs> Willie probably could have pulled that move off. 
I just I, mean? I but, just uh, don't know how anybody can take a take like listen to that story or read that story and and think negatively about right, it yeah, in yeah. any way. It's people who just want to be negative anyway. Man. People that just yeah. want to be negative yeah. anyway. Yeah, like but, conversation and dialogue is the most important yeah. thing you can possibly yeah. have. And if yeah. you get if if the fact that he could go in front of gang members is hey man can y'all give us like respect a week bro yeah man all right say this but <laughs> right, say hey, man that's powerful bro that's, that's a power move man right that's powerful in this city bro you had people like me that wanted to fire Taylor Jenkins I'm like man I just saw I mean Udoka get Dylan Brooks. And tell them, all right, coach, I got you. Hey, I, I ain't gonna be an idiot, coach. <laughs> like Dylan, can you get me three months and not being a dumbass? All right, coach, say listen. After, after three months, coach, I'm coming. Now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, bro. Like, if I can celebrate that, I can celebrate the fact that Paul Young got a week or two out of, out of the OGs, bro. You know what I mean? And I think, who knows, man? Who knows what this can spark? You know right. what I mean? So it it, it 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 could possibly spark. Continue conversation. conversation yeah. That's when exactly you, what it's going to spark. Yeah, yep. yeah. We just got to let that man work. Yeah, man. Let the man work. Because I'm excited about it. Um, yeah. Awesome shit. Awesome shit from, uh, from Mayor Paul Young, who uh, who came on our show very, very, very early in, in our stages of this show, for sure. But I tell you what, Kenny, that's another one in the books, man. Uh, another answer to the same show. Shout out to my boy, Perry Sharkey, of course. I need my check, Ken. I need my NCAA check. I, I got, got that joint. I, I need that, man, for real. Y'all put, I, I might have had to deal with it. Still waiting on mine. Getting grouped in with these white boys, and I ain't got my check yet <laughs> for NCAA, man. Yeah, that's the, that you, you hear the new rumor, Parrish. Yeah, you know you know we got money. You know, the NCAA broke us off to, to throw a penny on the bus, man. They, they, got hired, me feeling like, they uh, hired BCM to. Yeah, I ain't, hired, I ain't got my money yet, though. Pull a case on Penny right. so he can get fired. Yeah, got me looking like Judas and the Black Messiah. <laughs> turn yeah, in Penny. I'm glad I'd be busy to avoid seeing all this stuff. <laughs> so crazy, bro. Bro, what? Anyway, we'll we'll anyway. For Paris Sarkin, man. <laughs> for Kenny Stubbfield behind the glass. It's all my, my real Inganos out there. We'll see y'all next time. And we up out of here. Thank you for listening to the Anthony Sane Show. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating and a review wherever you download your podcasts. Also, like and subscribe to Bluff City Media's YouTube page. For comprehensive coverage of Memphis sports, head over to www.bluffcitymedia.co and find out how you can become an insider. We will see you back here next week.